Welcome Black Sheep, welcome South Asian women and femmes, welcome LGBTQ loves of all kind. My name is Roshni and this podcast is called Becoming Enough. I'm a self-worth coach and I'm here to help you learn to let go of your old life and the life that you built when you felt unloved and unworthy and welcome you into your new life of high self-worth where you know your value and you trust yourself fully. My greatest passion is talking to you about self-worth and this journey of loving ourselves and believing that we are enough. Get cozy, grab a cup of coffee, or get ready for your walk because this is going to be another beautiful episode. I hope you love it. I've been feeling inspired to share some shorter episodes for easier listening and to kind of experiment and see if this is something that you will enjoy. So something that I wanted to talk about today is self-worth and comparison. I recently left my job in December, as you know, and I'm taking some time to pivot into a new industry and into something that I feel like is going to make a lot more sense for me and also, of course, focus on my business as well. During this time, especially being unemployed, there is so much comparison that comes up for me and especially when I go on LinkedIn literally the bane of my existence but it is somewhere where I have so many like friends or connections from college and high school who are doing so many incredible things some of them are also entrepreneurs but a lot of them have you know really fantastic jobs and are making a huge difference in the world and it's so easy to fall into the trap of comparison on any kind of social media but for me particularly it's been that way with LinkedIn because I'm feeling usually inspired and motivated about my new direction and proud of myself for like self-teaching myself these new skills that I need But at the same time, it's the shakiest thing in my life right now, right? I'm not plugged into a certain company. I don't have, you know, a a stable nine to five job or something that looks prestigious on the outside, even though I own my own business. And that's something that I'm really proud of. I feel like it's so easy to get sucked into these little bios and these about me's and into everyone starting a new job or a new position or getting promoted. And that's what people post about online, right? I wanted to talk about how you can bounce off of or pull yourself out of this comparison mode and start healing your self-worth. So there's a couple of things that I like to do when I'm in this position. And the first thing is taking a few deep breaths. It's literally the last thing that I want to do or the last thing that I'm thinking about. And I know it sounds basic and I used to get really irritated when people would tell me things like this. But after practicing embodiment work, grounding work, and then Based on my last episode, if you listened, you know I also have CPTSD, so I go from zero to being extremely overwhelmed in like less than a second. So if that's you as well, take some really deep breaths, just allow yourself to kind of ground, right? Doing that common grounding practice of five things that you see around you, four things that you smell, three things that you can touch, or whatever like, you know, number and sensory pairing you want to go with, that's really important to just kind of give yourself a second to like pull yourself out of the screen, pull yourself out of that comparison thought pattern, and just break that thought pattern up by involving your body and then doing a short 
you know, grounding practice. And then after that, it's important to remind yourself where you are in your own journey. And I've been laid off before when the previous company I worked for closed down. And then also this time it was a voluntary decision to leave my past job. So I've been in the same position of not having a job a couple of times. And what I've learned in this moment is that there's still always a reason for where you currently are, right? Even if that reason sucks even if it's terrifying there's always some way that it's going to be rerouted into something else so sometimes i like to take just a second to think about okay how did i get here and where am i going and this is also why it's really important to do that embodiment work first because your brain is going to want to go here immediately and everything is going to be negative that your brain is telling you when you take a moment to ground and to connect with your body before allowing yourself to think anything else, it actually helps you say, okay, wait, my body's a little bit more stable. I'm breathing a little bit more deeply. I feel a little bit more connected to my surroundings instead of immediately just connected to this post or this news feed. And now let me think about my life because things actually aren't so bad because I'm sitting here in my apartment and that means that I have a safe place to be. And just kind of backtracking in that way really gives you a handle and more of a control on where you currently are. But it also gives you a quick moment to reframe where you are because no one goes through an exciting new beginning without an ending first. Whether that's a friendship, a relationship, whether that's realizing that the way that you saw your family dynamics now have to be altered or you now have to take a step back from someone or you you know have to pivot in your career whatever that is there's always going to be an ending before there's a new beginning that doesn't mean that the new beginning isn't coming though and something else that never fails because we can get into all kinds of like theoretics and semantics that maybe everything doesn't happen for a reason or that, you know, there's these systemic things that contribute to why things happen the way they do. And that is all a hundred percent correct, right? There are systems, there are things in our world that make it harder for plenty of groups of people and easier for other groups of people. And that's not to be denied. But one thing that you can always come back to and always remind yourself of in the second step is that you have personal power. You have the power to change. You have the power to forge a new path in front of you. And the thing about your personal power when it comes to these same systems that we're talking about these systems benefit off of you not feeling like you have personal power so by you reclaiming that personal power even if it's baby steps even if you only have power over very small things you still have power you can always start where you are even if that's small and by you owning your power by you figuring out that you do have power and doing what you can to start taking action and start taking control you are effectively throwing up a giant middle finger to these same systems that are trying to hold you back because these systems will always continue and always grow especially when none of us believe in our own power but if everyone believed in how powerful they are i mean that's how strikes work right Even through actual real political change, people have first had to find their power. And that's why this is truly so, so important. And through the darkest times, and this is also in my fear and finances episode, so if you haven't listened to that, um, I recommend listening to it because you'll hear about some of the worst like rock bottom moments in my life. But 
through all of that, I always forced myself to like know that it's gonna work. Like there was no other option other than something to work. And sometimes those times where you don't have a fallback option and you don't have anything else to like you don't have anything to lose those are sometimes the best moments for you to turn around and really show the world and show yourself how capable you are so if you're worried about well i don't know if the universe really cares about me i don't know if like this world like this world doesn't have my back right all those thoughts are so invasive and so insidious and because we can always find reasons of that being true like there is injustice in this world and there's no way around that so the one thing that again you can come back to in the face of injustice in the face of these systems not being built for you is the fact that you do have personal power you do you will and you always will right and think about your ancestors and all the bullshit that they went through and they overcame like your ancestors had to overcome systems that were even more difficult even more blatantly against them and that doesn't mean that it's not still difficult today it absolutely is but if they have been through it and if they made it through it even with coping mechanisms and even with difficulty they still made it and your your family lineage still got to the point where you are here so now you have that power you have that same power right and especially if you're here and if you're a cycle breaker and if you are a black sheep like you have not only made it here but done enough self-reflection and healing growth work and personal growth work and shadow work in order for you to then see how that lineage could be improved how that could be bettered how you could break cycles of toxicity in your family like you've already done it you've already exercised your personal power so how can you sit there and think that you don't have any you've done it you've done the work there is nothing to be afraid of or ashamed of or worried about like you're here and you've made it and as bad as things get, you've always made it through the trickiest, stickiest, most difficult, most painful situations. You cannot let a situation tell you your power. You can't let what is happening in these circumstances and some bullshit job or some bullshit relationship or some bad friend to dictate what you are capable of. You have never done that before and you are not about to start now. So I'm going to need you to give yourself this pep talk or replay this episode or write some affirmations on your mirror. Something that I recently did is I have um, like this little magnet um monday through friday thing but like at the top of it is a picture of myself from like first grade and there's some of the only school pictures i have and most of my childhood pictures are at my parents house and my family home so i really don't have like a lot of pictures of younger me like in my apartment but that's one that i've always had and i love it and i put it on my mirror in my bathroom so that every day i can like take a look at younger me and every time i think about saying this negative shit to myself or tell myself that i'm not worth it that i'm not good enough that i'm just a fuck up that i ruin everything i do like these are all the thoughts that really go through my mind and if you go if they go through your mind you're not alone right this happens to all of us but it's how you get through it and how you overcome it and how you bounce back that matters having this picture 
we're taking a quick break from this episode to talk about the magic of self-worth coaching sessions. All of my self-worth coaching sessions are individualized and personalized to meet you where you are. This is really about finding you where you are in your journey of healing your self-worth and building your self-worth, as well as undoing the life that you built when you felt unloved and unworthy. And we really do a deep dive into how you're feeling right now and the thoughts and habits that are going on within your mindset that are continuing the patterns that you're living over and over again. Because a lot of us come from difficult or traumatic backgrounds, these sessions are not built for you to revisit your trauma or to talk about all of your most painful memories. Of course, I'm always here to hold space for you if that is what you need to do, but life coaching isn't about diving into the past. It's about meeting you where you are and seeing what we can do to make little tweaks to move forward. One of the biggest pillars of my coaching sessions as well is that you are the expert on your own life, meaning that this isn't about me telling you what to do or telling you how to live or the changes you need to make. What we're doing together is working on your mindset and building up certain habits or thought patterns that allow you to communicate with yourself, to deepen your self-trust, and to follow your own intuition. And the difference between a self-worth coaching session with me and a session with a different life coach is that I understand understand the black sheep experience and I understand what it's like to go through life being raised as a South Asian woman or femme. Our experiences are unique and it can be so frustrating when you're trying to explain to a coach or to a therapist how our family systems work. But my biggest passion is helping you see that no matter where you came from or what kind of family you were raised in, you absolutely deserve to be loved, seen, and heard. Your first coaching session is always available at a discount. You can learn more about self-worth coaching at my website, www.bettygrewup.com. That's B-E-T-I grewup.com. And if you'd like a payment plan for your intro session or for any other coaching sessions, just fill out the contact form on my website so that I can get back to you with more information and a payment plan that works for you. You can find my website linked below in the show notes. Now, back to our episode. whenever I'm thinking something negative now it pops into my mind even when I'm not in my bathroom but like starting my day just looking at myself or sometimes even encouraging myself to say one good thing about myself is really important so if that visual like imagery speaks for you I highly recommend doing that or just writing affirmations on your mirror or having them on little post-it notes like where you look or by your computer Whatever it is that really allows you to kind of let these reminders soak into your brain is going to be really important. And then another thing that I want to mention here, I don't do this every time, but when I remember, I try to say one good thing about myself if I have a negative thought. So like if this is something that isn't going to work for you, if you're neurodivergent and then it turns into like like a, a compulsive thing. You don't have to, you know, worry about this. This isn't about overly monitoring your thoughts. And like I said, I don't even really worry about this, but I'm saying it now because it may pop into your head at a time that's helpful for you. So if you're telling yourself like, I'm so stupid, I'm so untalented, like you're getting imposter syndrome or whatever those things are. 
try to say like, okay, well, actually, you know, I, I am really smart. Like I, I know I'm intelligent. I know I've done so many great things. I know I'm accomplished. Having even like one good thing that you can say about yourself after a negative thought spiral or after one negative thought, really turning that around is so important, right? Because that negativity is really hard to think yourself out of and when you don't pull yourself out of it it spirals and spirals and spirals and again this is why embodiment work is the first step in the sequence because you need to pull yourself back into your body a little bit in order to stop this thought pattern so if this is something that resonates for you then go for it if this is something that's just going to add more anxiety into your life then leave it like it, it doesn't have to be for you um and you don't have to do this at all to to grow obviously making a point to stay positive or to remind yourself of some good things about yourself or even something encouraging, sometimes that's all it takes, right? And another important reminder is also that you don't know what the future holds. As much as your anxiety and your brain is trying to project negativity on the future, why is it then impossible for you to like project positivity into your future? Like so many people, like if you're online or on TikTok, a lot of people are talking about like thinking delusional or being delusional. It's honestly kind of wild that we as a society think that projecting positivity into your future is delusional while projecting negativity onto your future is realistic. But that's so true. That's how our society functions. You don't know what's going to happen either way. And if your brain keeps trying to tell you that it's going to be something negative and something bad, just know that that's there to protect you. It developed that as a coping mechanism to protect you, but you can also reroute that by knowing that you don't need to be so protected. You don't need to be protected from everything in your life because your life is good. You don't need to be protected from every person in your life because you have people you trust now. You don't need to be protected from your own bad habits because you trust yourself, you've grown, and you've evolved to a point of not needing to involve yourself in destructive habits anymore. Then the final part of this sequence of dealing with comparison is something that may not help to worry about in the moment because it could contribute to overthinking but later on say a couple of days from now even a week from now you can journal or just start thinking about you know why am I so jealous of this person why why do I feel like I'm comparing myself and I'm not good enough if you just ask yourself why do I feel bad after comparing myself to this person? I would say just start there and journal on that because that could go in multiple directions. It could go towards, you know, how your parents treated you, how your family members talked to you as a child, um, what, you know, teachers or other authority figures or bosses have said and projected onto you about what you can do and what you're capable of. But for a lot of us, sometimes there's a little spark in that comparison or in that jealousy that's actually a lesson for us right i used to feel a little bit jealous of people who were creating things online like back in 2017 late 2016 i didn't I, that was the first year that i realized like content creators and people who make things online like 
do it as a job and that it's something that I could do. But initially my mind told me this isn't something you can do. You're not cool enough, pretty enough, aesthetic enough. You have nothing to offer. You have no value to give. And these were very real thoughts, but look at where I've come since then, right? But that lesson, learning from my own jealousy taught me this is something that you might want for your life. You might want to create things. You might want to see if there's value that you can add into the world. And I'm still not that aesthetic. I don't have this like luxury apartment in New York City or whatever the fuck you're supposed to have to be an influencer these days. But that doesn't stop me from doing it in my own way and hopefully sharing my gift in a way that really benefits you. So there may be something that you are comparing yourself to or that you're envious of that you want to start incorporating into your own life, right? Maybe you're so jealous of the travel influencer or the people posting these beautiful pictures because like you want to be there. You want to do that. And maybe that's not something that you can drop everything and do right this second, but maybe there's micro goals that you can set to to get there. Maybe there's a savings goal you can set to get there eventually. You know, there are people who are doing these things and doing them on a budget or doing them in a way that makes sense for them even if it's not something they can do full time so start learning from that don't fear your comparison don't fear that jealousy because there could be something that's there for you and for some of you you may realize like there's actually nothing that this person has that i want i just feel bad about myself right and that's something that you can then say okay i can detach from comparing myself to this person i can detach myself from their story and their journey and xyz now i just need to reroute and figure out what is it that's making me feel bad about myself is it my mindset is it my thoughts is it my habits is it my routine what could it be that's making me feel not good enough and this very well could be that there's no circumstance in your life that needs to change, but you just need to start doing more work with your mindset and with your emotions and with your body, right? This can go in so many different directions, and that's why I like that this prompt is pretty open-ended because it gives you opportunity to get information. And I always say that emotions are information because they're teaching you what you desire, what you don't align with, what you do want to see more of in your life. And if you can learn and work Work with those emotions instead of trying to control them and just focus on being happy and just focus on being content like all your other emotions are teaching you how to be happy they're getting you there but you have to listen and then make the appropriate changes to then see that in your life that's the best thing about self-worth and healing your self-worth is that you don't owe anyone anything when you're standing in your worth what other people think quite literally does not matter in the way that it's going to affect your actual life choices and decisions people's words can always hurt and it is what it is but when you're really feeling worthy when you're really standing in your worth that doesn't actually stop you from making the same decision anyway it hurts so much when my parents didn't approve of my business or when my parents didn't approve of me living with my partner but those were the right things for me at the time and still are and because I trusted my intuition and I believed that I was right, that I believed that I could trust myself and that I wouldn't steer myself wrong, I didn't have to change the decisions that I was doing even though those words and those beliefs about me did hurt, right? And that's what self-worth is. It doesn't mean that you're invincible from all other people, but it means that you are strong enough and that you believe in yourself enough, that you trust yourself enough, that 
nothing's going to take that away from you, right? And if you know that this work is right for you, you want to start healing your self-worth, you want to start learning how to trust yourself and make your own decisions, one-on-one self-worth coaching session is definitely for you. This is exactly what we work on and what I help all of my clients with. So if you are finding yourself stuck and not sure where to go next or just feeling like you're constantly in this loop of negativity and negative thoughts that you can't break and you're struggling to change and see a shift, please sign up for an introductory self-worth coaching lesson. This is exactly something that I can help you with. I do also have payment plan options and sliding scale options that we can explore if that's something that you need. So all of my information is going to be down below, including where you can book your first session and how you can reach me by email or DMs. And I also would really love to hear if you're enjoying this shorter episode format. It's something that I think allows me to deliver a lot of value quickly, and I hope that it's something that you enjoy, but I am always open for feedback. So if there's anything that you would like me to start doing or stop doing or just any information that you have for me, I would definitely love to hear from you. So please feel free to rate and leave a review. You can leave your feedback there. Or you can also send me a DM or an email if you have any feedback about the podcast. And finally, if you have any questions you would like me to answer in a podcast, whether it is a personal advice question or a general question about self-worth or anything that I've talked about, please let me know. You can include that in an email as well, but I would love to do a Q&A episode and if there's a lot of questions coming in, I would love to do more than one episode like that as well. So please feel free to send any of that my way. Sending you so, so much love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Becoming Enough. I am so, so grateful to have you here and that you listened to the entire episode. If you found that this episode helped you in any way, please share it on Instagram and tag me at B-E-T-I grew up. And if you'd like to support another way, I would really appreciate any donation of any kind. There's going to be a link in the show notes where you can donate or write a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help me so, so much and they help other people like us find the podcast as well if you'd like to take our journey a step further and work together you can find the information on how to book a tarot reading or a self-worth coaching session in the show notes below thank you again and i hope you have a beautiful week ahead